Hey everyone, grace and peace to you all from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is Wednesday, April 22nd, and I'm looking out of my window this morning as I watch the sunrise today. It's a clear day from where I'm sitting, blue skies, and I am grateful. On Monday, I shared a quote, one of my favorites, from St. Augustine. I'll come back to this in a second. And there's a line in this quote that gets to the heart of our focus for this week on experiencing God, or more to the point, rediscovering the felt presence of God, to feel, sense, and experience God as being close is not an easy thing. Jesus' words are true that God is spirit, and the spirit is like the wind. You don't know where it comes from, and you don't know where it's going. That can describe many of our spiritual lives. And I'll tell you, as a pastor who has for a few years now expressed a goal to become a mystic, it's very hard to develop a life where God feels near all the time. There are times when I'm there and it feels like God is close and accessible, and there are times when he's simply not. What's going on there? What's going on when God doesn't feel near? If I can call out one feeling I personally have when God doesn't feel near, and a common feeling that many of you probably feel right now, it would be restlessness. And restlessness is not just a symptom of having too much to do because right now we're sheltered and restlessness has not gone away. As Henry Nouwen once said, the great paradox of our time is that many of us are busy and bored at the same time. While our lives are full, we are unfulfilled. And this may come to a shock to many of us right now. We are not as busy as we once were, yet we are still restless and still find it difficult to hear from God, to experience God. And I think that shelter could be a great gift to the church, to learn interiority, to learn contemplation. But we're six weeks in now, and it's not as easy as the monks make it look. To be a saint is hard. So back to the line from Augustine's quote. God, you were within, but I outside, seeking there for you, and upon the shapely things you have made, I rushed headlong, I misshapen. That's probably one of the best lines of anything I've ever read, and it speaks right to the restlessness that many of us battle. Augustine says, God, you were with me, you were in me. You made me, and my life was a gift from you. But I wasn't in myself. There it is. I wasn't in myself. I was outside of myself seeking what everyone who goes after all the experiences of this life are really trying to find, the divine. The divine in sexual fulfillment, the divine in adventure and travel, the divine in beauty, the divine in conquest, we are trying to find God out there. When we leave ourselves and try to find something outside of ourselves, we're really looking for God. That's what Augustine's saying. Augustine was saying, I was outside myself where you were the whole time, trying to find myself out there. Ultimately, trying to find you out there, trying to find God out there. 
And he calls out there trying to find himself upon the shapely things God has made. I love this part. He rushed headlong after all the shapely things God made, but he himself, he says, was misshapen. It's like when my daughter tries to put the triangle in the circle hole. It doesn't fit. It's misshapen. What he's saying is that I couldn't really appreciate what was out there in the world. I couldn't be fulfilled out there in the world because I lacked interiority. I couldn't see the beauty in the world that you made, God, because I, rel- I lacked redemptive eyes. I lacked you. But the opposite is also true. When we become whole, when we finally realize that our hearts are restless until we find rest in God, when we finally make our home in God, then when we go headlong into the shapes of the world, we'll find that they finally fit. We will find that finally we can enjoy God and His world the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. Now, how does all of this work? For a lot of my adult life, I have to wake up with something to look forward to. It's like part of my personality. Maybe it's very similar to your personality. I have to get myself out of bed thinking, this is what I have to do today. This is what I get to do today. And at times when I'm at my lowest, I find that I don't have that much to look forward to. Today is the same old day, the same old stuff, and I actually forgot what day it is. But my almost 15-month-old daughter when she wakes up every morning, and she's about to wake up in a few minutes, and she, she, she stands up, she stands up on the edge of her crib, and she bounces up and down, and she coos, and she talks, and she's letting us know that she's awake. And then when I, or Ashley, my wife, opens the door, I usually slide my head in first, all like I'm trying to sneak in, and she giggles, and she has the biggest smile on her face. And what she's saying with all her non-verbal cues, what she's saying with all her body is, today is a new day. Today is going to be new. This is childlike faith. This is at the heart of gratitude. She thinks that new things will happen to her today, and she's ready to be astonished. She's ready for God to appear. So today, I'm going to commit to taking life as a gift, not something that's owed to me. I am going to start my day acknowledging God who chose through the redemption that is ours in Christ Jesus to make his home in my life and to make his home in your life. And I'm going to ask God to reorient me to a day that's full of wonder. And I will start my day with gratitude. I will start my day with thanking God that life is a gift, that everything that happens into my life today, the beauty, the pain, the mundane, and the ordinary are all a gift from God. You called, shouted, broke through my deafness. You flared, blazed, banished my blindness. You lavished your fragrance. I gasped and now I pant for you. I tasted you, and now I hunger and thirst. You touched me, and I burned for your peace. 
peace be with you.